With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the war room. We got Tez, Kim, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, the hot block commander. How you wanna end up one or two hour show and keep the brain running with the premise of talk sports on a national level? Vote with the topics, sort of like the rubber, when it's game time, they like the fad five during prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and great. The 4 for 26, so the war ain't can wait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys, diversified and educated. Yes, sir. All right, first, we want to start by saying, you know, giving a shout-out to the homie Light Tees, man. Keep doing your thing, fam. Um, second, what's good, y'all? Y'all are once again live in the War Room. What you about War Room Sports on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts. I'm the Bull Dev Mac. I'm at the War Room Roundtable with my brothers, Jimmy the Blueprints in the building, B. Austin's in the building. Um, the NBA playoffs are well underway, and they've been kind of interesting so far, to say the least. Um, so we're going to let you know how each first-round series has gone so far. So sit back, relax, bust it up again with your guys in the war room, the greatest man cave in the history of planet Houston. Yet you can get in on the conversation yourself by signing in right now to the Bodderhood chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room. Or you can join us, as usual, on Facebook, Twitter, IG, at War Room Sports. We'll also be taking your calls in about 30 minutes on the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline, that number, as usual. Three two three four one zero 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 one two, and of course, man. Before we get started, man, we gotta give a rest in peace, a rest in power shout out to the great DJ K Slay. Um, passed away earlier this week after Jim. What they said was a four month battle with COVID. What, what kind of COVID K Slay had? I don't know, bro. Like rest in peace to the drama king. Um, yo, that's the thing oh, about COVID, much. man. You hear so many stories. Uh, right, it's different. How people, different people, you know, deal with it differently, different, different way it affects people. So, rest in power, bro. That's a, that's a, that's a yeah. tough one, man. You going through that for four months, then it's like it has to be a hundred percent positive that he was dealing with some underlying issues that didn't really mix well with whatever strain he got. Um. Because we had heard about it you know, a while ago. I thought by now he may have been over it because we hadn't heard anything. And then you hear that K-Slay yeah. passed away, man. Shout out to K-Slay. If you going to take me out, COVID, if you going to take me out, just get rid of me. Like, do me like, like y'all did yeah. EVE. Like, when you were in the hospital, he was just out of here. Yeah, I, I assume I assume Bull was good, man. I heard, he was, I heard he was on the way out about five months ago, and then it goes silent and – and I literally assumed, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm glad the boy made it. I remember thinking that when yeah. uh, Rolling 110 Deep came out, or at least when I heard it, I'm like, all right, right. cool, he dropping music, he good. All right, we straight. Yo, right. man, all these people dying, man, I'm too young for, for these cats to be dying, man. 
Yeah, man, K. Slade. He was one of the, you know, K. Slade, DJ Clue. Oh, hold on. Jim, that was, that was like I'm 96. Too, I'm too young for these cats to be dying. <laughs> right. Not, that, not them. <laughs> you are. Yeah, hell, you talking about him. I'm too young for these I'm, cats to be I'm dying. talking about me. Yo, seriously. I'm K. too Slade. young. Jim, you know how, like, when we used to listen to mixtapes, like, what mixtapes, what, what I thought they always were, like actual DJ putting mixed artists and songs yeah. on it. Like, K-Slay, cats like K-Slay, Clue was so instrumental to a certain time period in my life, and I'm pretty sure I can say our lives. It's like they have mixtapes yeah. where we know we not only know the lyrics to the songs on the mixtapes, we know the order that it's about to come on. We know the, the trash that K-Slay and Clue and all of them dudes were talking before the song, during yeah. the song. Like, for a lot of that stuff, it's like a part of the song for us. Yeah, it's like I can say, <laughs> I can come on, I'm, I'm screaming the K-Slay ad-libs on the joint. Like, yeah, like, I'm, I'm screaming the ad-libs. Like... <laughs> It's crazy, man. Yeah. It's crazy. So rest in power to that brother, man. COVID is still here yo, for everybody out here resting, thinking that it's not. It's still here. Yo, the thing about the thing about K Slay is K Slay is like true hip hop. My dude was a graffiti artist, cause like he started right. as a graffiti artist. B boy. Graffiti artist. Yeah, like a B boy. Like he was really like lived and breathed hip-hop, man, so... Right. I you know, know he's, he's lost you know, all the mixtapes he had. I know he spit some bars at some time, so he done did everything that, like, every aspect of hip-hop, so, <laughs> he done lived it. Straight Stunt straight Magazine, he put all the all the thotties on there, too, man, so, you know, he's about that thotty life, too. <laughs> DJ K. Slay. Shout out, yo, um, shout out to him, because he definitely funded a few young ladies' uh, college degrees, man, and he still was involved in the, uh, I guess, pole gymnastics scholarships, like, he still was heavy in that. Shout out to him, man, supporting higher education. All right, but look, um, like I said, man, COVID is not over. I know a lot of people out here are really resting on their laurels, thinking, like, I've, I've heard people say, like, somebody come up to shake my hand, and I throw out the fist bump, you know, the, 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 the COVID fist bump, and they like, oh, man, come on, COVID over. Nah, COVID ain't over. Bump that or, or, or just wave to me. Like, like, people really out here thinking that. So if you were on a flight this week, I'm pretty sure this is what you've heard. Uh, this is your captain speaking. Um, <laughs> word has just come over that the, the airline mask mandate has been removed. I heard two different families on flights this week. They said when that announcement was made, Everybody on the plane ripped their mask off to, like, thunderous applause. Like, people really out here out in these streets thinking that they're making us wear masks because they want to control us and and not because they're trying to save your damn life. Like, it's crazy out here, man. People really think it's over. And and <laughs> y'all, did y'all hear any stories about that this week? Or were y'all on any flights yeah. this week? No, I wasn't on no I wasn't on no flight, man. I wasn't on none, but I definitely heard. Y'all next flight, y'all masking up or no? Yeah, I probably will. Uh, My next next flight, I'm masking up. I'm masking up. I'm tripling up just because of everybody else who ain't wearing one at all. 
<laughs> I mean, I, I just I gonna do is make me go I'm generally in one A, so I ain't got nobody around me, so I might, you know. But with that being said, though, I'm definitely I'm one A boy. But yo, the funny thing is, people feel like yo, even if they're trying to save my life, who are you trying to save my life? I want to kill myself. Let that be on me. (laughs) Pretty much. All right, so uh, before we get into it, y'all know what it is. We got to remind y'all that whether you're with us live or not at any time during the week on demand, you can still check out archived episodes of our show, The War Room, and all of our partner shows on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. Uh, You can do that at warroomsports.com or on one of the many major podcast listening platforms. So there's never, ever an excuse to miss an episode of The War Room. If you're a hip-hop head, there's never an excuse to miss an episode of Tissue in the Tape. Shout out to Bill Maddock and, and Survive, the greatest hip-hop show on the on the planet. There's never an excuse for you to miss an episode of The Broad Street Line and Superstars, especially if you're Philly fans. There's never, ever, if you call yourself a foodie, to miss an episode. There's never an excuse to miss an episode of John Appetit with the Burtons. And if you think you're into movies and entertainment as much as we are, there's never an excuse for you to miss an episode of On the Couch with the Wilsons. Yo, I'm waiting for them to bring out an episode because I know they're excited about it. I, I need them to talk about this the last Good. episode of Snowfall. Yeah, my, chill, you ain't watch it. I know. I ain't, I ain't no spoilers here. I'm just out here to tell you that the the most recent episode, is it the finale? Is it the season finale? I think so, yeah. Cause I didn't, okay, because I didn't forward pass. I thought afterwards I did see like some previews like they do for the next week, but I had it on mute, so I didn't know what was going on. So I think it's the season finale, but whatever it was, that was a great episode. I had thought earlier in the season that Snowfall was – getting a little too artsy for itself at times. And a couple of, like, well, see, maybe two or three episodes this season, I was like, all right, that was that was real mid. But they finished strong. Right, so they finished strong. So go kinda, ahead and watch that's that. Kinda, that's what she said. That's what she said. But, yo, that's kind of where I am. <laughs> so a couple of episodes was mid, so I literally just stopped watching. So I got, like, three, four episodes to watch to get to that. You know what I mean? Because I was like, yo. Yeah. This joint is mid. I can go watch Tommy be a superhero instead of watching this. So now I got to catch <laughs> You're up. Good on at least since you agree with me that it was getting mid. Because some people didn't. Some people love that artsy type stuff. Like I saw people saying, "Yo, if if the writers of Snowfall don't get an Emmy for this episode, and it was one of the episodes that you and I definitely thought was mid," um, they were saying stuff like that. So some people loved it. So since we agree, I'm pretty sure once you hit the last two. That's what she said. Yeah, but they need. I'm they, sure they you need you to, uh, take that. Like, but that's dope. So you know, I have not. Uh, I have not yet participated in Snowfall, but but I'm uh, I'm coming. That's, oh. that's what I told her. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm definitely. I'm 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 a, I'm a partake at some point. And by artsy, by artsy, are you saying that they had the participate participation of the LGBTQIA plus community or like hey, what type of I mean, I mean come on you you know that's mandated on every show but nah it, it was just too artsy they were just doing too much trying to be different trying to be eclectic you know what i'm saying like just unnecessary stuff like man tell the story Yo, my you've man, been doing a great job of telling the story it's one of the best shows on tv and you just feel the need to you know have these episodes like you trying to be 
trying to be Donald Glover when this show don't need to be Donald Gloverish. You know what I mean? The officer like, him... gonna try to snowfall. No limb bias. <laughs> Yo! Y'all out of line. All right, man. So let's get into these hot topics, man. <laughs> let's get into these hot topics for y'all get a shot. Um, hot Yo, topics. Jimmy, you got to grow up, my, man. My bookie. <laughs> Warroom family, it's time for you to make some bread. Sports betting at my bookie. If you still haven't checked them out, shame on you pretty much, man, especially if you are a degenerate gambler. You need to do it with us, Paul. Um, it's time to stop wasting time and place a bet. Lay down some bread on all the biggest games in sports by joining the War Room and thousands of other online players placing bets at mybookie.ag. No, ex- no excuses when you win. You get paid fast with no hassle. They even have in-game live betting so you can place wagers after the game starts. So join now, and mybookie will match 50% of your first deposit up to $1,000. Just use promo code WARROOM, all caps, one word, to activate this offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, and get paid. That's all there is to it. Yo, 50% of your first deposit up to $1,000. Like, that's a real fancy way to say something that could be easily said another way. But I like to do the read that way. That's how they suggested that we do it. <laughs> but that's, that's a real fancy way of saying, yo, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll pay up to $500 on your first deposit. But um, shout out to them anyway, man. Go get your bet on. All right, man, NFL news, man. Y'all man, Debo Samuels has has basically reported, I mean, reportedly has asked for a trade out of San Francisco. So Debo is trying to bully his way out of San Francisco. Don't even ask how. Um, what's your thoughts on that? Because all I hear all week, all I've heard all week is fans of other teams trying to get their team to trade for Debo. And then when you have to, you know, let them know that money is involved in this, now they're trying to figure yeah. out ways for their team to be able to afford Debo. Because Debo has asked for the highest non-quarterback contract in NFL history. Now, I know Debo so, is a crazy utility player, one that we haven't really seen much, especially from the wide receiver position. But can that be done, B? Like, is Debo like- – Tyreek Hill owns that right. that that contract right now. So, so he so, he's getting like thirty a season. Can you pay Debo over thirty a season? Hell no. So so here's the thing, right? Um, a couple a couple perspectives, and y'all are gonna have to bear with us. A couple perspectives. So because um, Jimmy and I will have a, a uncle, or I mean a nephew, hopefully would be uncles of an NBA uh, NBA player. I'm not going to say his name. Uh, and because I'm I'm hopeful that uh, my biological son we just trying to get a D2 will head, his, will, will, head uh, will head over that water. I am all for overpayment of athletes, man. Get them back for the cold cut crush brothers. Get them back for the cotton pick. I mean, I'm all for overpayment. Man, Debo, if Debo can get 40, I'm 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 happy. But y'all know me. Y'all know me. One of my favorite all-time players, a few of them, I said, oh, yeah, they overpaid for that. Uh, Arenas, Gilbert, uh, Iso Joe, Rip, Michael Red, all guys that I enjoyed watching play basketball, all guys that I would quickly say, 
were grossly overpaid. Debo Samuels is a utility player. Deb brought that term up. It is aptly he is aptly called that. He is a utility player. And if you think <laughs> they call him a wide second, back. Wide receiver running he's back. He's a wide back. back. He's not a receiver. He's not a wide receiver. He's not a running back. He is a wide back. He is a Canadian football player that they have put in the NFL and it is working because the Shanahan's, to their credit, the Shanahan's are amazing football minds and they found this utility knife guy and said, Shanahan. this is what we're going to do with him, and it works. If y'all are dumb enough to think that he can just go anywhere and do that, I promise you, I promise you, I have land in Zamunda and Wakanda to sell you. <laughs> and I do, I do think that he's going to still be, he would be a very good player on any team, but what he does for the Niners has specifically been designed, and they caught lightning. When he goes elsewhere, he's going to be a 900 to 1100 yard per season wide receiver. He's going to be a trick play cat that gets, you know, 150 to 300 yards rushing per season, and he's going to return kicks and punts, and he's going to be burned out. I hope not, but I'm predicting he's going to be burned out in five seasons, which is why he should get all the money he can. That's all right. So not going to be my from the San Francisco Forty Niners. Because apparently, whatever they offered, that, whatever they offered, he said I, no. I feel like I feel like um, he's doing the right thing because you know, kind of what you said is is kind of my point. Like, it's only so long that he can do what he does. But I think that he doesn't have a position. He's a football player, and I feel like what he does. Like, put it like this: if they lose him on their squad, they're going to be in trouble. He and I watched him 100. single-handedly kept them involved in games, and they had a nice run this year. Um, but I feel like he's just—he's a football player, yo. Like he—he he just plays football. Like he got the name Debo for a reason, and I feel like he can't be productive like that for, you know, a short period of time. He's not a player that's going to have a 15-year career. Absolutely not. He's too but, violent for that. You know, but the thing is, while he's in his prime, he can absolutely do this on another team because. Yo, he just he plays football like yo. He's a grown man. Like it's it's different. It's levels, bro. Yo, so just, yo, like Jimmy, to your to, to your point, to your point. If you think about Debo and the amount of times he touches the ball, but his size, and then look at like a Derrick Henry, right? And the amount of time, there's no way that the, that his his touches can sustain over like seven, eight, nine years. They're going to break him up. And that's fine. So he's got to get as much money as he can. But that's why he has to get paid now. And I feel like if I'm a team that can compete for a title, I pay him and, you know, and or, or trade for him and, and put him in the mix right now. Let me, let me, while he still can able to do what he's able to do. You know, he's like, he's like Adrian Peterson, you know, like, I don't know who to compare dude to. He's, you know, um, and I'm not. It's not hyperbole, but dude is a, a football player. I don't know how else to describe it. Yo, he has 16 like, total touchdowns, 502 rushing yards, and like 1,500 yards receiving. So I said that yo, to y'all, like with but, the whole Tariq thing, because he, he out, actually, you can't it, like yo, right. No, no, but his stats are up there with the guys who are demanding these kind of contracts, like. 
Tariq just got broke off. Devontae just got broke off. Diggs just got broke off. So he's looking at these guys like, yo, I do what they do, plus I bring more to the table. But the interesting points that y'all have brought up, like B was saying, like, is he going to do this outside of San Francisco? And the fact that y'all are even, you know, we're talking about that. Another question I need to ask y'all, like, do y'all think he's making these same demands? Like, okay, he's saying trade me now. So if they traded him, which they say they have no intentions of doing, if they trade Debo Samuels, do you think with his new team he asked for the same thing, or is he asking what he's asking from the Niners because they use him like a goddamn attack dog? You know what I'm saying? They're like, if y'all going to – because while he's there, he knows how they're going to use him. So if y'all going to continue to use me as every damn position on your offense, y'all got to pay me more than anybody except for quarterbacks. So I'm wondering if he goes somewhere else and they have that conversation like, okay, we're not going to dog you out like San Francisco was doing, will his demands go down a little bit? Just, you know, hypothetically. I don't know how I don't know how his ego is wired and I don't know how his agent works, but if I'm his agent, I'm trying to get that money regardless. I don't care what the circumstances are. However, to your point. I know, point, but, but my question is, of course you ask high. You ask high. But for somebody else, do you come down off of that if they're not willing to meet you there? Whereas San Francisco, you feel insulted because they done already dogged you out, probably done shortened your career already. So you already know what they're going to do if you're still on their team. That That's what I'm kind of trying to get at. Like, of course he's going to No, I understand, I understand exactly what you're saying, but I don't think that you do. I think that you got to get this chicken. While the, while the chicken is being chickened. And I feel like there is somebody that be willing to pay him, right? And I think that, you know, That's always if one. they're trading for him, they already know they already know what he wants. And you, you, know, know, even, you know the might, Dolphins might going for in, it. Yeah, he <laughs> might end up in Siberia somewhere and never win a game again, Yo. but he might get his bread. Yo. But, you know. He, I don't know what day, type of Niners. coach the Dolphins have, but he's a better fit than Tyreek because you can give him the ball close to the line. Yo, Tua, yo. That's What's the, the ball same. On, our, on the Eagles, on the Eagles that 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 can't get beat because because of Bulls a uh, uh, flag football quarterback, huh? Quez, yo, Tyreek about to feel what Quez feel. He's not gonna be able to get beat. He ain't gonna be able to, yo. Right. So, and that's what I'm saying because Debo people, people came to me and asked me like, yo, you think the Eagles should make a trade for Debo? I'm like, the thing is. A Debo-type player would help immensely with the quarterback that we have, even though Debo Samuels averaged like 18 yards per reception as well. So another reason that he can ask for that type of money because a lot of these fast dudes, he's averaging more per reception than them. And then, of course, you know what his jack is hitting for. Um, His jack is more than the top receivers in the league combined. I'm like the top. Four or Boy five. Different. They named, different, you know, they named White Boy Hatcher. They named Tariq. They named um, a bunch of other people. They have a stat, you know, they, you know, NFL Vorp, <laughs> something about not even yak, just yards after, not even, not yards after, something yards not expected or something like that. So it's not even just yards after yeah, first contact. Like they used to like, stuff, yeah, like stuff where I guess they expected. thought you were damn near on the ground and you still running. They just making stuff up. Yo, these days with these yo with the numbers that he puts up in the NFL, like, if, this was the, 
put it like this: the numbers he puts up, right, in terms of receiving all the, you know all the advanced statistics and all that, he would be the MVP if this was the NBA. Like the NBA treats it like they don't care where your team finishes. He would be the MVP. Like this is the kind of player this dude is, and if the Niners lose him, like yo, they're trash. Bottom line, like they're done. Like he's so much of their offense. Yo, I don't even that. know any other player on offense other than Jimmy Jack. <laughs> yo, but this is that's what I how I answered Eagles fans when they asked me that. Like, yo, did we trade for Debo? Like, did we do that? I'm like, if you trade for Debo, you got to pay Debo. And are the Eagles ready to go 35 million, 30 plus million per season? You know, for you know, for for a wide receiver, I know he can do much more than being a wide receiver, but are the Eagles ready to do that? And I don't really think no. that that's what they should be doing right now in Philadelphia while they're still trying to build this team. So yeah, yeah you pair you him, you pair him nah. with, the, with the fast young boy y'all got, and that'd be fire. Too bad you ain't got a quarterback that's holding me to one of them, but that don't that don't matter though. And too bad he has him for thirty plus. Like <laughs> like can't do it. Let shit. Debo making thirty plus. Debo throw the ball. But yeah, I mean. Hey, listen, listen. I, like I told you, both play football. I wouldn't be surprised if he could do that too. I'm sure he can. I've never seen. Listen, I'm gonna just I've go. Ahead, I'm gonna just go ahead and say he's better than he's better than Jalen at quarterback. Yo, I've never seen a receiver <laughs> like give out that much pain, yo. Like I've yeah, seen running backs punish people. He and that's another thing. People like even when they Debo tackle four him, or five they, plays they away up, from. Like, I ain't doing that no more. He four or five way, plays away from, you know, serious CTE and career being over. So can you really give Debo that kind of bread <laughs> if you're the investor? Like us, I can sit back and say, yeah, hell yeah. He do more than a lot of them dudes is getting what they're getting. But as the investor, like, he, he too violent. He's like Earl Campbell and, and wide receiver number. What's <laughs> wrong with Debo? All right, so we'll, we'll see how that plays out because they say they have no intention of trading them. You know what that usually means. Uh, make us an offer. Make us an offer. <laughs> we can't refuse, and we'll come up off of him because he ain't coming to, to camp anyway. Um, but he's in his last season. Um, he's in his last season in his rookie contract. So Debo trying to get broke off. All right, so our stat of the week. Debo trying to get it off. Um, our stat of the week basically is surrounding – what I like to look at is uh, NBA playoff breakout players. This might be a little premature. We might be jumping the gun. It's been two and three games respectively, but so far the breakout players of NBA round one at least is uh, Tyrese Maxey from your Philadelphia 76ers, who in three games against the Raptors is averaging 26.6 points per game. Uh, he had the, was it 38, Jim, in the, in the first game? They tried to get him his 40, but. He, he was choking in the last couple minutes of the game. Um, and Jordan Poole from the Golden State Warriors, who in two games versus the Nuggets is averaging 29 and a half points per game. I wanted to say this early, early in the season before um, Clay Jordan came back. Um, Jordan Poole better than Clay right now. I said what I said. <laughs> <laughs> I said what I said. This, see, but no. the thing is, for me, this ain't some new because he's having a great week in the playoffs thing. This was something that I thought that I was afraid to say out loud because of the way they were treating Clay. When Trey, when Clay came back, yo, they were the buildup that week was like Mike coming back from playing baseball. Yeah, and they, I they really was, they didn't was understand why. Silly. 
thought I, I didn't want to say like, yo, I thought the boy who was taking his place back then, I probably was calling him that, didn't know his name. Like, yo, I thought the boy who was taking his place got game. Like, he can do more than Clay. We know the impact Listen, man, Clay he, can he, have when he's playing with those guys. So, you know, it's a little tough. But here's the thing. All right, so, but so, as an individual so player, he got more game than Clay, in my opinion. Well, so here's my perspective. I watched him play a lot this season, and then Jordan. First of all, Dude. Jordan Poole is an online um, savage. Like he be out here. Yo, he's a funny boy. That's either here nor there. He's a funny boy. He's online savage. But anyway, the day talking about the ESPN. Yo, yo, cameras everywhere. Yo, offered her. He offered her a box eating on on camera. On camera. Oh, yo, so he, he was wild. Yo, but but the funniest part about that is as he was doing that, Mark Jackson was talking about what kind of mature and great man he is and how he's messed with his team and they flat and they like. No, and they flashed to him and, and, and he like, got his tongue wiggling. he got his tongue wiggling while the bull Mark. Yeah, but he he he's nice been a he been a savage on these internet. So that's how, that's I'm gonna be. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it a bean. I've been on my Kornheiser, so I've only seen I've only seen the Warriors play maybe twice, three times this season. How many of those big no, Clay games? Like when, he, when he when he when when Clay came back, he had about three or four really big games. But I felt like because of how much they love him, they probably forced him the ball. Was that what it was? Were they just forcing him to get thirty? Forcing well, well, hold on, him to get let me, let me, let me, let me, no, but let me, let me, let me. Though. Here's the thing, right? The thing about it mm-hmm. is, um, Jordan Poole has benefited the most from being with that team because you could tell that he like, um, you know, studies steps. He has a lot of like, you know, his, his, yeah, his confidence on a bean right and, now. And and it's also it a situation where, you know, it's always how people like such such don't make nobody better. Like this is proof positive. Like yo, Steph is such that guy. Being on the floor gets Jordan Poole all kinds of open lanes, open looks, because he's just there, right? It's almost like somebody pointed out today, although they were, they was really hating when they said it, but I understood what they were saying. They said that it's a difference with KD in the playoffs when Steph's not taking a bunch of attention and you got wide open lanes and you can just like you know do what you want to do, versus having people to fly at you. So it's kind of the where Jordan Poole is like. Right. But Jim, the way the reason I say his confidence on the, is on the bean is because everything you just said is absolutely true, but it's translated to him being able to do stuff now when Steph's not on the floor. Because when Steph was injured for the well, stretch and he was taking but, filling in for him, he was still cooking. But still I think cooking. that he still has like he still has more aspects of his game than Clay does. But I think that. He makes Clay a better player. Like so, it's almost like they all work well together. The Warriors have this thing where, like, if you remove if you remove a piece from their like machine, I don't think any of them are the same without each other. Like even with Draymond. Mm-hmm. So you're saying yeah, that I mean some flash. of them you can't even tell because when some of them are hurt long term, the other ones just quit and fake injuries on their own. But you know I'm, that I'm, too. Ooh. But when they come together, it's like, they're like I am, Draymond ooh. was like, I am not doing this by myself that year when everybody was. It's like a, it's like so you like so like trying to you trying like to say that you trying to say the Splash Brothers are playing in the pool and they invited Draymond and Draymond don't want to play in the pool or with the pool if the Splash Brothers aren't at the pool. I got yeah. All I'm saying Mars, is, it's almost like a um. They're just one of the I'm most cohesive teams of all time. Like, 
yo, it's their like, chemistry it's like, is uh, it's, amazing. No, here's what it is, right? Here's what it is. They're like the Beatles, right? Like, together, they make history. But when you remove one of them from the rest, it's like, yo, you're trash. But together, <laughs> yeah. y'all are legendary. Paul McCartney's like, yo, I beg the difference. Shout out to nice. Paul McCartney, but yo, it, it, it's really the same, bro. Paul, Mc, Paul McCartney might be a Stephanie. He might be Stephanie. How about I said he might be Stephanie? But, but, it, but the point still remains, though. Like, them other dudes and everybody else, like, with with the team, they're dynamic. You remove one piece, it's like, eh, eh. You know what I mean? They like Harold Melvin without the blue notes. You'll never go platinum. Anyway, um. Right, so, what do y'all attribute going the, to the other side with the other young bull, um, Tyrese Maxey? What do y'all attribute his run to, like the confidence Harden. that he has right now? He Harden. seems like he's under Harden's foot, like he's his granddaddy, like he's trying to learn. Yo, he's always trying to make Harden proud. That's the person he talks to the, the most when he's mic'd up. Trade. That's the best part of Harden's trade is is what he's done for young Maxie because Harden can't really play no more. Um, I don't want to be the one to tell everybody, but yo, <laughs> Harden kind of ass now. But, but he's like an old slow I ass point the, guard now. He's just a passer. Yo, yo, my man, like what? Ha- yo, what happened to his game? Yo, he like he's, yo, anyway. Yo, but I think it, his biggest contribution. Do, do you remember when he first went to Brooklyn last season? And mm-hmm. he had to adapt to a new role, and then those dudes started getting hurt, and everybody was like, yo, Harden, if he played enough games, like, would be the MVP. And then he missed yeah. games once he once once the hamstring, and he fell out of that talk. But he was balling yeah. just a year ago. The, yeah, he fell off. Is the hamstring ago. that bad? All I'm saying is he seemed to limp. But what he's done for Maxi, and I pointed this out in our group when he first traded, because, like, it's better than what he's done for himself. The dude, the dude Maxi. I mean, again, this shows you just how long Harden's been in the league, and just how, how you know, what I mean, like how time changes. So Maxi must have like grew up watching this dude or something, because when you watch the Sixers when they're in press conferences and they're in practice, he's like following this dude around. Like that's Maxie like his own right <laughs> Like what? I get to like, play yo, with James when, when when he yo he's when he's mic'd up, he's asking a question. Yo, he asked the boy, yo, yo, do you believe in me? So who says that? Right. Yo, right. Why are you cooking? You're in the NBA. Wait, hey, yeah. Yo, why are you While he's cooking and ball like two for 60, you asking him if he believes in you. Like, no, no, I got to pass yo, it to somebody because I'm not going to make a shot. Like, <laughs> it really ain't got nothing to do with it. He's like, yo, you really believe in me. Like, like, like yo, like, that's his OG. I'm yo. like, no, I just don't believe in myself right now. I got to get a ball to somebody. But, um, <laughs> he said, yo, you believe in me. Those dudes get, getting it in. Um, so far, they look like the breakout stars in the playoffs. Um, you know, still keep an eye out for, for Ant-Man. Um, we'll we see what they end up doing. Mm-hmm. You know, he did his thing in that play-in. Cat, um, you know, he didn't play well in the play-in, but he, he's been balling so far in that series. Um, and they stole game That's one. That's the thing about so. the NBA, man. There's so many good young players, yo, like, like yeah. outside of just them, um, even John Rastafari, when you and then, and then the, the dude with the little arms on yeah. uh, man, just like Garland, there's like so many great young players. I'm like, the, league, the league doesn't know. Little T Rex is that big. Yeah. Yo, Izzy, Izzy, yeah. like he got confident. Yo. My man can score. My like, man make Kevin Willis proud. Yo, he's he's like, with he no arm, all hands. 
Bull <laughs> like a 15-year veteran. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, so, yeah, it's, it's been some excitement uh, going on. Um, speaking of Ant B, he's been engaged in some questionable behavior, questionable behavior as of late. Love, so we might have to we might have to get in touch with him and steer him in the right direction. Yeah, we, we got we got to steer him in the right path. But he was dipping. Yeah. You talking about the I dipping sauce? Sense. That ain't the same. That ain't the same as having chicken on your helmet, man. Uh, it no, it, it, it might not be as bad because you don't wear equipment. But in this game, the rim is your equipment, and you up there dunking on a big dipping sauce. That is Louisiana. the thing is, it was you don't have to. It was buccoonery. It was like definitely, it was definitely you don't have to wear the chicken on your person. But my man jumped up and, and dipped something in a giant dipping sauce disguised that as was, a rim. That was, it was buccoonery. But I'm not going to allow y'all. It seemed like Ja might have refused to do that. And like, yo, man. And was, like, was like, I'll do right. it. Because Ja just had, you know, he had a regular dipping sauce and some chicken and he dipped it. And then, you know, kind of, I'm like, yo, why can't you just do that? First of all, like, being, in the gotta... chicken, being in a chicken commercial, period. Is, you know. <laughs> shout out to Mary J. Period. She jumped up period. on the table singing about chicken. But um, shout out to yo, Mary. Put it, yo, she definitely <laughs> had chicken in her purse. Whether she pulled so, it out or not. That's it was what I'm in saying. It's not as bad as, as Jerry. And considering Jerry is, like, was considered by many the greatest football player of all time. It's like, why, why do you have to do that? But um, Yo, he was to me. So we I just got we gotta we gotta get him before it gets that bad. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I mean, agree 100. percent He out, he out 100% here. He is, out here, dog. He, he out here like proudly sporting Chief Keith's baby mom's on his arm. Like I'm not going oh, by Chief Keith. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, that's his girl. That's what I'm saying. We gotta call him. We gotta get his number. We gotta get in touch with his agent. Yeah. We gotta get and and doing some some things. So. We, we got to get in touch with that. Oh, man. I ain't going behind Chief Keith. Love Sosa. Oh, and we know. Oh. <laughs> he probably shot the club up. Yeah. Top, two, top two influential rappers of all time, and he's not two. <laughs> Must be. Must be. All right, so damn rap. Shout out to them brothers. Quote of the week, man. <laughs> Quote of the week was real disrespectful. He was being guarded by plumbers and firemen. That is J.J. Reddick talking about Bob Cousy because he was arguing with an old head that made him that mad. They were really talking about Chris Paul um, and, and, you know, who was greater in the pantheon of NFL, I mean, NBA point guards. And J.J. Reddick was so irritated and so frustrated that, he went in like that on live TV on ESPN and, and disrespected the great Bob Cousy, saying that he uh, mm-hmm. was guarded by plumbers and firemen. What do y'all, you know, I I have an idea what each of y'all going to say, but what do y'all think when, like, people talk like that? I, um, yeah, I, I saw it, and I bang, I bang with J.J. Redneck more and more as he gets older. Was he defending black masculinity? I think he was, but was he doing it intentionally or? He was defending Chris Paul, but yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was about Chris Paul. Um, and, and the thing is, though, he's he's been, yo, it's the boy Russo Bob old Cousy, is dirt. Right? So, so you can understand where he coming from. Yo, Bob he know who better. He know who better. 
No, Bob Cousy know. is his version of like Dolph Shades, like the way I poop on Dolph Shades because he was also on um, uh, Draymond's podcast and just got to uh, slandering um, Bob Cousy again. Him and Draymond cooked Bob Cousy for yeah. like a good 10 minutes. With the exact and same like, yo, Bob, He took it to live TV. Yo, yo, Bob Cousy is still alive. He's like 91, 93 years old somewhere. And all of a sudden, he's just catching all these strays while my man is right. just sitting there trying to chill and watch the playoffs. And the <laughs> yo, bad thing, Bob Cousy just trying to chill and watch TV. When he, when he and Draymond was doing it, it was lighthearted and it was a joke. But he was so upset at Russo's point. JJ was mad while he was saying that. So he was like, <laughs> Bob wasn't catching no, like, Comedian strays, yeah. like he was dead ass. Like he was being, he was like scream. He was being guarded by plumbers and firemen. No, no, I, yeah. I don't really like when people talk about the game like that because, like, we talked about it last week. Humans evolve. Our games of amu- amusement evolve. So when you're, that's why it's so difficult to compare people over eras. But at the same time, like, it's kind of like grading on a curve. Like, okay, if we're just talking about straight up and they meet right now, we know Chris Paul is going to dog this dude because they couldn't dribble like Chris Paul can. Yeah, they can't shoot like Chris Paul can. They can't do that kind of stuff. But for their time, dude was that guy. So, I mean, like, if if an older person is putting him in his top five, top ten point guards ever, I understand it and I respect it. Because most of the time when we – you know, if we even engage in the whole list thing, most of the time we're going to name people that we see. Like when we're talking about point guards, the only one that probably was a point guard that I didn't necessarily see play that I might mention is a Oscar Robinson. And not until a few years ago that I even mentioned Oscar Robinson as a point guard. But, you know, most yeah. of the people that you're going to hear in my type, top five are people I've seen from my childhood until now. So you can understand know, why Bob Cousy, Bob Cousy's best season. People... Bob Cousy's Bob mm-hmm. best season was twenty two and seven, yo. So I mean, you know, do with that whatever you will. Um Yeah, I mean so, shout out to Steve you know, Nash though. Like that ain't terrible. Like that's great for a point guard. No, it's not opinion. it's not terrible, but it's like, yo, they don't you they don't put you in point guard status, like you know what I mean? Like, yo, so, you know, I'm all about – I mean, but for old years like that, it, it does. He he. You said his best season was 22-7. and seven. Dude got like six, seven chips. Like, they're going to put him yeah. high. I mean, he's going to make your top – you know, the, their top 75 and stuff like that. And I'm just saying I understand Man. why. I don't, I don't even know Dude Bob one hand. game to be comparing I know, I understand why, too, but he had, one, he had one hand and he had his warp is trash. And since all we care about yeah, is warp these days, he must be trash. Most cats back then he had, had terrible one warp. hand. <laughs> because the boy didn't, the, the boy Naismith ain't tell everybody that you, yo, you can use your other hand, too. That's a part of the rules. <laughs> so, I mean, it's yo, different. Boy, boy. They shot Jays different. They shot Jays with one hand. They shot standing still. Like, it was a different game. So, I don't understand why people get so worked up. Talking about, like, I defend older players more than, you know, diss them just because I didn't see them. Like, y'all know how I – we all hate the whole Wilt Chamberlain argument. It's the same thing for me. Like, during his time – and the thing about Wilt – now, this is all speculation, but it seems like Wilt, what he did could even transcend into other eras. It's all speculation because there's no proof. The stuff that yo, they say about Bob him, Cousy, oh, he was yo, being guarded by five, yo, you five can knock down, this is dead. You can knock down 20,000 Jones in any time like of history, and, you, and and it is what it is. Right. 
Bob but, Cousy, but my Bob thing Cousy is, a lot of these people, especially trash players, sports. like, what's up with their, Bob like, Cousy. you're supposed to be a, a student of the game. Like, so, like, there's some level of respect that we have to show instead of, yeah, he can't do what Kyrie doing. Kyrie bank them. Yeah, we know Kyrie. I would bank. I, I would bank Bob If we go on, but, if we go on Bob Cousy. he was one of the greatest players of his era. I'd bank Bob Was he, was Bob was he was he better than Tiny Archibald and, and Jerry West? Hell no. He got trash Vorp, yo. And nah, but he was season, he averaged one, point, one rebound and one assist. I'm, I think him and Jerry West shared time in the NBA together, but Jerry West was a young hooper while dude was on his way out. So, I mean, you know, I understand it. If you, if, no, no, I'm just saying. I just understand it. If you old as dirt. Bob Cousy might be in your top five, top ten point guards. If I mean, you, thing is, if so, you, if you, but even if when you I look at younger, look at, if you like us, I'm not even gonna mention Bob Cousy. And and if you're younger yeah, than us, see, somebody is, from today, you might not even mention the people that I'm gonna mention. I, it's magic out here. You gonna mention? You gonna mention Magic? Even if it's for the Forum Club, you gonna mention the Magic? I'm gonna mention no. Magic. For I mean, everybody I, I'm, else. Listen, I'm even looking at like magic right, so, so my thing is like I'm not. I'm all about Bob Cousy slander because I don't like the Celtics and I don't like um, and there's other political reasons why I like to slander Bob Cousy, but we ain't gonna get to that. You know what I'm saying? But all I'm gonna say is, even if I'm looking at Jerry West though, Jerry West did have seasons where he averaged like 31, seven and seven. Cousy ain't never been like that. Jerry West and Jerry West got a higher VORP, and you know what I mean, so since VORP is all we care about now. I'm sorry, go ahead. Jerry West was a scorer though. He was a shooting guard. That's what he did. So, I mean, that's what he was supposed to do. Those were back in the days when they took that literal. He still averaged more assistant Bob Cousy. They took shooting guard literal. <laughs> Yo, Jerry but y'all not, Yo, but Jerry West had more, more, got more assists. Bob Cousy and them, Bob Cousy comes from a day where dudes, like, shot like 30%. It ain't that many assists to go around if niggas can't shoot. <laughs> you can't shoot. Bob Cousy <laughs> shot like 30%. <laughs> <laughs> like so weird. Like we just, we just look at raw numbers. Like, Captain, why you think yo, they got Captain's so many? Out here only why you think Cats was out averaging twenty five rebounds back then? think about it. Why y'all think Cats was averaging twenty five rebounds back then? Because dudes couldn't shoot. <laughs> there wasn't that many rebounds. Yeah. I mean, wasn't that many assists to go around? There was a ton of rebounds Man, to go listen. around. So that's why numbers shift the way they do. So I, I'm yeah, not but surprised I mean, like, look, if I look at the sixty two, yeah, Chris Paul a big ball of you. Put them both somewhere right now and put Bob in his, you know, if he got in the DeLorean and came over here, Chris Paul would bake him. We know that. But I think, I, I still Yo, think J.J. In the 62-63 season, they both played, and Bob Cousy averaged like 13-7. and seven. That same season, Jerry West averaged 31-8-6. and White on white crime. I, I'm, I'm, I'm confused at this comparison, though. Who here said that Jerry West wasn't better than Bob Cousy? No, I'm not saying. All I'm saying is. I mean, you keep comparing their numbers guard. like there's a Yo, part of the conversation. No, no, like, what I'm saying okay. is even Jerry West is better than all of these cats. Yo, even playing huh? two guard, he's a better point guard. And, and he was angry, so. You know what I'm saying? More, like, more assists make you a better point guard, though? And I'm not. I don't know. I, I didn't watch either one of them play, but I'm just going on your logic. More assists make you automatically make you a better point guard. I've seen Jerry West go left. So I, I've never seen Bob. I've seen Bob Cousy literally dribble in a circle. And you've seen like the same five Bob Cousy highlights all your life. 
They those five highlights making trash. Like you, now, Jim, you starting to sound like these people. Like you just had the same Bob Cousy highlights all your life. Like, yo, Bob I, Cousy I got I, saw, I actually saw a conversation with some older dudes today, and I'll I'll screenshot it for y'all for proof. I ain't making this up. Somebody said that, and dude disputed that. He's like, that's not necessarily true. Like he was like Bob Cousy dribbled with his left hand. I don't know. Yo, I don't know, and, dude. And, so and I don't I know. Keep, I Bob, keep it, Bob Cousy might be his white fuck, cousin, though. and he might be, you know, defending his handle. I don't know, but I know all I've I'm seen the is, same five Bob Cousy highlights all my life. Not even five. I'm being oh generous. Life. I'm being generous. Yo, if I, keep it a, if I keep it a buck, though, 1,000. Like Tripping, I've seen three. Like, you know, the old, head, the old heads in my neighborhood always call Bob Cousy overrated and trash. And they, they would, what they would say is, now this is Jimmy. a whole different debate. We're black. Say Bob Cousy got Every credit. black person is going to huh? say the old white dudes is overrated when they barely let us in the league. I know. That's... Let me finish my point, though, Doc. How would you go into that like we don't know that? <laughs> go ahead. No, but you didn't. No, that's where I was getting ready to say before you cut me off. I was saying that the reason they say that is political. That's what I was trying to say, though. That's literally no, what I, I was trying to say. I was trying to say the reason they do that is because, you know, first of all, Oh, in my area, hated the Celtics because you know either you know what I mean like this is silly. They hate the Celtics, and they hated Bob Cousy. I mean, he was like he's a he's a hateable dude. Most older black men hate Bob Cousy. So I'm just carrying mm. on position, you know, for the ancestors. Mm. I, so I hate carry him too. On, carry on tradition. And I don't know him, but fuck him. His um, work law. Bill Russell got a higher vote. <laughs> All right, so uh, what was that? Uh, shout out to JJ for the uh, quote of the week. Um, real quick, man, let's get into these series and, and what we've seen so far in the NBA playoffs, man. Round one, going back out to the West, the Suns, I would say surprisingly, are tied with the Pelicans 1-1 um, with the AC, the Pelicans, but the Suns have a big issue moving forward because Devin Booker um, is slated to miss some time. Um, we, we've seen this team without Chris Paul. We haven't seen this team in this, in this, you know, successful Phoenix Suns run of the last two years, haven't seen them much without Devin Booker. So he suffered a grade one right hamstring strain. And they say usually this requires like 14 to 21 days to recover, which would put his return, you know, in jeopardy in the first round of the playoffs. Is Phoenix good enough to finish this series without him? Y'all man, Olive Oil is one of the breakout stars that we probably should have named as well. Um, He's been hooping so far in this a particular series, but I guess, you know, he's a little bit older than those dudes, so I didn't really mention him. But um, can Phoenix finish this without Devin Booker? Time, time for Chris Paul to show that value. He's on everybody's MVP race the last two years. Yeah, Chris Paul got to step way up. Listen, I mean, he definitely he definitely do. They got some – I mean, they got a, they got a nice um, squad overall. But that's a huge, that's a huge piece. Like, I mean, that's a huge piece. I mean, but then again, Chris Paul is one of the top three warps in the NBA. You know what I mean? So you know, um, but I don't know. I don't know because like, CJ McCollum is balling too. Like he he's he's fitting well with that squad. Like, the thing about the Pelicans, 
is they got a nice young squad. Like, yo, like Zion is tripping. Yeah. I don't really understand why he wants out of there the way he does. It must be and a, a he wants thing. To, he wants to go to a specific designation. He wants to go to New York, allegedly. And he's trying to force his way into New York. So that's a rumor. But that has to be the truth because, like, where else you gonna find a young squad like that? They got a nice young squad. They got CJ, a little little bit of a veteran presence. Olive oil was balling. Like he tripping because I think if he and where, playing, why would, would why definitely... why would that be the case though? Like I don't even understand his thinking on that. Like why is Zion trying to force himself in New York? Like when somebody New like Paul plays, you York kind of understand it. But you're not from New York. Like your country well, bumping. Guess, guess who else from right, New it... York? <laughs> who? Remember when he went to Duke? It was the, the, the three, the three amigos. All two, like two, two of the three amigos already in oh, here. Oh, two of new players there. But the, but what he don't understand if he make it to New York, one or two of them getting traded. So like, you gonna play? <laughs> or, yeah, they're, I don't know. they're gone. I, don't know. I mean, that unless that, that unless he, he that, goes so, so there, for like, he was um, trying to get there. He was trying to get the Barrett before Boyle got there. So his thing is to play with Barrett. So I think that probably be part of the deal. Like he, if the Barrett ain't there, he ain't gonna be there. I guess it could work because reportedly the the other ball one's out of New York. And, you know, he's their supposedly best player right now, Julius Randle. So I guess if you can mm-hmm. swing something where you're getting Zion for Julius Randle, then you don't have to give up an R.J. Barrett to um, to get there. Like I said, I don't think Cam Reddish is important in the whole Randall, scenario. Well, you put last year's Julius Randle, not this year. Last year's Julius Randle on this uh, Pelicans team, that's, that's, they might be a little tough, too. Like, I mean, you if know. you put this um, year's Julius Randle, because he don't have to be the best player. So if you could put a number two Julius Randle instead of a number one Julius Randle, they'd still be tough. That may be true. but I, I think mean, it's the pressure they got to like, Getting used to being the man, that pressure he couldn't handle. Yeah, I remember how he started off his playoff career last season. He was asking that first year. Yeah, he was he was ass and dookie. Um but I mean but but I think that I think that it's gonna be interesting with Phoenix. Like this is this is where their their players are gonna have to step up. Monty is gonna have to step his game up. Um the series more interesting. I think if Devin Booker doesn't go down, um they might wipe the floor with these boys. But now it's interesting. <laughs> yeah, it does. You got cats that need to step up. Macau Bridges has gotten a lot of you know, praise over his short career. It's time to, you know, to step up and, and show that what everybody's saying about you is true. Um, the Grizzlies, um, this might be another surprise, are tied 1-1 with the seven-seeded Timberwolves. Um, the Timberwolves came in there and, and, and shocked them in game one. Um Grizzlies came back in, in game two and, and handled them like they pretty much were supposed to. Do y'all think Timberwolves' little success is going, is, is going to be short-lived? Do you think the Grizzlies have figured everything out and, you know, it's going to go back to the wipeout that everybody was expecting it to be? Or do or the Timberwolves uh, got something I don't really understand why um, they expect the wipeout because if you look at the rosters, especially the starters, Man, Minnesota got a lot of talent. They yeah, got a lot you of talent. Do. They got snitching, snitching, snitching bull. Snitching bull can come out and have monster games. 
uh, periodically. If that happens, Cat, and then, you know, the guy that should have been rookie of the year last year, he's he's turning into a pro. He's getting better every game. No, he won it. He won it. (laughs) Anyway, um, hey, but that's the thing. It's not just a talent thing. The Grizzlies was one of those teams. They're they're shaping up to be one of those teams like we talked about, like with the Warriors. Their chemistry and their cohesion is crazy. Like, Job missed a lot of games this season, and they lost, like, two of them. And they didn't so miss like, a beat. Where their names might not jump off the page to you like a, you know, like an Ant-Man, like a D'Angelo, like a Cat. Like, their starting lineup is still just as strong as most starting lineups in the league. And they were the second seed, like, easily in the West. So... I mean, I think that's why, because they had developed this reputation, like, yo, we can win with or without Ja, and when we got Ja, man, we were doing some crazy stuff in the NBA this season. So, you know, I think that's why everybody thought thing, Timberwolves weren't going to put up much thing of a about, fight. Uh, the other thing about Ja Rastafari when I watched him play is, as great as a player he is, my dude doesn't force anything. I think that's what makes him more <laughs> than Illis, like, he he plays within the flow of the game. Like you don't care. He don't care about getting fifty. Which is why that Allen yeah, Iverson like, comparison ain't really right. <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. Not at all. People, anybody, anybody that do a move that look close to somebody else's move, they are gonna act like they're kindred spirits. But, I mean, I think some of these comparisons don't be that. It's the size. They're both small, but as yeah. far as mentality and game, the way they play, that's a stupid comparison. Real stupid. Yo, it, 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 I mean, it's he's a dog. Like, like Iverson was a dog, so it's like you understand why people reach and do it, but then it, you know, all right, it stops there. It, they're not doing enough for you to be like, oh, Jaws, Allen Iverson reincarnated. Like, I don't really. John don't force anything, and Allen spent his whole life forcing yo, everything. Ant Man got more bubble checking him than other books. Yo, Ant Man go through phases in the game when you watch him play where it's like, yo, he's not passing. When he gets <laughs> he's coming on court, you're like, yeah, he's shooting. Like, my dude doesn't look to pass yeah. at all. Yeah. You know, that, that, and that's another thing. Like, they, you know, because they dark skinned in 6'5, he was Dwayne Wade. Like, I don't think Anthony and Dwayne Wade's games are that similar. He has more range than Dwayne Wade, and he. You know he's he has no problem showing it every game. Like him and Dwayne Wade don't yeah. really. It's not the same to me. He doesn't have quick my dude like Dwayne Wade. Yeah, he will go to the hole yo, and bang. Man, walk out with extendos. He's a clip, yo. He is full <laughs> extendos. And the funny thing is, he can be on that team because who gonna tell him he not? Who gonna tell him not to? Patrick Beverly yeah. can't and won't shoot. You know what I mean? Other boys just want to like you know f- fade out and shoot threes. It, it, yo. Cat nice, but all he want to do is be like shoot three, like you know. So he gonna do what he want to do. But I mean, you know, they got some nice young players too, though. Like Minnesota got a nice young squad. But yo, I want to see this first game in Minnesota though, because a lot of the times when I'm watching in um in Memphis, they feed off their crowd. Yeah, yeah, and that's another so thing. They're one they of those teams in. that their city is entrenched in a love affair with those dudes right now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so much like. Philadelphia back in the Allen Iverson days, like they really needed the energy that that crowd brings, you know, to do what they do. So 
That, that's yeah, a good so point. I'm going to see well. how they play on this first road game. The one thing I do want to say is this so overall about your question about these playoffs is that, yo, I love hoops, yo. Like, football is cool and all. Like, you know, everybody loves football. It's the American game and all that. But, yo, playoff basketball is different. Like, yeah, I, I got to love, love I'm, I'm just, you know what I mean? It's, it's love hate with hoops. I love hoops. I hate some of the players because of the type of stuff they I mean, do. Listen, I even, I even, but, even when they do stuff, I love to hate them. Like I, I get an enjoyment out of talking bad about them. Like <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When I got, when I got seven points, I enjoy talking greedy three. about Bob, the Bob Cousy knows. Bob Cousy knows. No, not with Jim. Dolph Shays knows, but with Jim. Yo, yeah, Dolph Shays is trash, yo. Dolph Shays, he gets all the slander. Um, Warriors. I'm slander for political reasons. Warriors up 2-0 on the Nuggets. Now, we know we're about to hear the word Vorp 16 times from Jim. Um, yeah, big Vorp. I mean, this was a series. I thought this series, I, I didn't know what they planned to do with the Warriors. Um, it's, it's the same, though. We got to, you know, they're about to go back home. I don't know if they have the same type of, and I don't think they have the same type of relationship with their fans that Memphis does, so I don't know how much that's going to help. Um, but... Uh, the 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 last the reigning MVP and his squad are on the ropes right now, and there's really nothing that that they can do because they're they're running players at him. Draymond's doing a good job sticking with him, but they're running people at him even on the three point line, and, and you have to because he can you know he's a good creator as well. He's a good passer. They're disrupting their whole offense, and without that, there's nothing left. You know, for them to do. So, I, Yo, it's I'm basically in, I'm going down this. how expected. I'm enjoying this. enjoying like, it because they, he hates uh, the ball all of a sudden because Joel getting cheated. I still don't understand yo, man, what that yo, has man, to do with him. Yo, hate the media. It's political, the man. People that's voting on that dumb stuff. It's but political, man. What, what political, I don't man. like they, is they, because you're not the only one. It's like now – from what I've heard over the last couple of weeks, like people now it's like the sentiment is like Joker ain't nice because Embiid should be the MVP. I'm like, come on, hey, y'all tripping. Jim, you've been tripping. He can play ball. Like, come on. He can play ball. Joker, he's, he's Joker he's is hot, dumb nice. And now all of a sudden because he no, might be he, getting an nice. award that somebody else should be getting, that don't make him no less nice. It just means that he shouldn't be the MVP this season. I'm not saying he's not nice. I'm not saying he's not nice. You've been saying some stuff. He's he the opposite. You've been saying some stuff that's like, he the, he the like we we acting like he the Joker op, still that Joker, that bull. He, he just ain't the bull he, he, right now. No, he, not, he that bull, but he ain't the bull. It's level. So I'm enjoying watching him get smacked around. Um, and I hope he does this every year when he puts up big warp numbers and then gets smacked around. I don't have any reason to wish ill will on Joker because the media is stupid. <laughs> oh, I and, 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 I and I'm saying they're stupid because I would vote for Joel, but I still think three dudes are deserving of the MVP. Like, I don't think anybody is going to be super cheated if they, I think, I think if they don't win the MVP. I think Joel should win the MVP. I had a vote. I think there are two gentlemen. I think there are two gentlemen that should win the MVP, and those both of those gentlemen um, won't get a chance to. I, I think it's you know it's, it's deeper than just. Are both of those are both of those other gentlemen to. melanated? One bull got two already. 
I got mean, two. I ain't never get a chance to. Y'all were talking about Yannis fatigue two years ago. Both of those dudes are actually from the motherland, be Austin. But you know, that's either here nor there. Yeah, I mean, shot shot to Cameroon. Um, yeah, but yo, I, I just I, I just want to say, you know, um, Big Vork, he's going to he's going to win the MVP. He's going to get. But I like the fact that not just are, is he losing, but he's getting frustrated. <laughs> it's just beautiful to watch. Um, yeah, he trying to smack people around. He calling his brothers. Yo, yo, he, he trying to he trying to go to war. But um, yo. I gotta give Draymond credit though, because like Draymond told us that he was the greatest defensive player ever, and we all laughed as we should have. But he's doing a hell of a job. Like, now y'all running like he's <laughs> double triple. He's, he's doing his thing though. <laughs> Draymond has always done his thing defensively, but he ain't what he yeah, said like, he was. When did Draymond not do? He's a former defensive player of the year. Hell yeah, he do his thing. I get it. I get it. I mean, I get it. But I'm just saying, you gotta give him credit. Like what he's doing. Because the thing is, you're not going to stop. You're not going to stop Big Boy. But you can do, you know, um, your best to slow him down and also disrupt what they got going on offensively altogether. And yeah, he's a but big Draymond, of, of all so people, fun. has a better chance of slowing down Big Vorp because Big Vorp up top trying to be a point guard. You, that's right yeah, in that's Draymond's true. wheelhouse. If Big Vorp would take his big yes, ass down into the post – Draymond would have to get them doubles well, a little bit early. It's 2022, dog. Don't but, nobody post up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Don't nobody play like that. Nobody use their damn strengths. <laughs> you know, Yo, even Joel now. Like, like Joel don't even post rant. up like he did. Like last year, last season, Joel, you know, of course, and he's going to have the most post-ups of anybody. But Joel is hard bent. He, he held bent now on, on being Kobe and Jordan. Joel's going to face up. Yeah, he he can give you is. all kinds of – Spin moves and shimmies and yo tween, so. tween tweens in and out tween tweens <laughs> and he's a he's a move sponge too because he got the wrap he got around, the Kobe Mike moves. yeah he got the Kobe Mike moves and footwork down but now you're starting to see James Harden moves in his repertoire not just the step back but the and way that, he, that's stupid the little in and out quick crossover like James Harden do like yo, yo he's you know, a the move sponge part is, as much as I and it's ignorant that he can do it. Exactly. That's exactly what I was getting ready to say. The funny thing is, I was hating on him last night because I'm like, yo, get your dumb ass on the block. But, but I'm like, laughing yo, because why can he do yo, that? He really be, <laughs> yo, he really be doing it. Yo, boy's like a combination is like of Sha- he's like Shaq and Kobe had a baby. Like we grew up watching Shaq and Kobe. <laughs> yeah. in like one body. Like, <laughs> yeah, like one oh! body. <laughs> That's true. That's yo, true. Hey, they yo, spent a lot of time yo, together. You never going, know. <laughs> yo, hey, yo, so boy. <laughs> But the boy, the boy really be out there, like actually making the moves, and it's it's kind of ridiculous, man. That's the MVP, but that's either here or there, man. Get I mean, the shoddy hit, the shoddy hit last night. I'm thinking, like, man, who even runs that for this center? Who weigh two eighty? That's crazy. That's insane. Yo, it's insane. And it was Catch like, yo, and turn around with point nine. Yo, pause. But his touch man. is so soft because I don't know if I've ever seen it. I know Cat believes. I, I know. I know Cat believes he's the greatest like big man shooter of all yo, time. Yo, Cat named himself I mean, that because he won the damn contest. All right, you had a great night. Yeah, no, I'm not but, saying you can't shoot, but damn, he's Cat. Like Cat allowed himself to say that like Dirk Nowitzki was never born. <laughs> I know, I know, but listen, that's how you, but that's like how you do. Larry Bird ain't six nine, six ten. Like, come on, dude. Like you're hey, drawing listen, right now. T.I. Called, called himself King of the South, and it stuck. So, Caddis is out here branding himself. That's all. But, yo. I mean, that ain't hard to day, be out here, but still. But, wait, at, wait. at the end of the day, though. <laughs> but, wait, Cat talking about? That's yo, a shout, hard yo, to be. 
Shout to Scar- shout to Scarface. But yo, what I'm saying is, um, watching this Warriors team play is interesting so, because I'm watching right now in warmups, yo. As soon as we said that, I'm watching they showed Phoenix, him shooting threes. I'm watching Phoenix and I'm watching Memphis, the who are the, the number one and two seeds. And I don't know if either one of them can beat this Warriors team. Like they're going to be a tough out. Like when I look at the West, because I mean, somebody got to beat yeah. them. Like you know, that's four out of seven. You remember Jim Warriors started the season like Phoenix did. I just think the Warriors yeah, have learned throughout all their success. Like we can slow down. We've already done the whole record setting thing. Because mm-hmm. when the Warriors, when somebody gets injured, they're extra careful with them. They're missing more games than they should. They like we're gonna pace ourselves. Let the let Phoenix do all that. Yeah, I, I agree with you. If they yeah. if they play, you know. It's, Phoenix still I'm Phoenix still I'm looking at the more. West and I'm like, eh. Yeah, well, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm crazy. like, yeah, they, they they might be they might be the team to beat out there. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, just watching everything, you know, how everything's going down. So, right, it's interesting, man. The, the crazy part about it, Steph ain't even getting his bag yet. Right, and then you got the four or five matchup: Mavericks tied one one with the Jazz. Jazz drawn by blowing, you know, letting. Mavericks steal a game without Luca in the lineup. Um, Luca was supposed to be a game yeah. time decision tonight. He is not going to play, so they're going to go into Game Three, seeing if they can, you know, do it again without Luca. Jalen Brunson put up a forty piece in the last game to keep them alive in this series. Um, Jazz, yo, yo, Spider and, and and Rudy better start passing the ball to each other. They're going to be sitting outside watching. <laughs> They don't, they don't. They don't. Uh, they don't like each other. Yo, uh, and also, just want to throw this out there. This is how you know that Vorp, Vorp is overrated. Because actually, yo, um, Jimmy, all about Vorp. The Joker, yo, Joker don't even have a number one Vorp. Rudy actually has the highest Vorp in the league, but you know, but he's Rudy, so it is what it is. But uh, yeah, yeah, the one thing that um the Ma- the Mavericks have is they got Spencer uh, Dumbledore. So you know what I'm saying? Like they got to be the favorite. <laughs> Feel you. All right, in the East, Heat. The number one seed up 2-0 on the Hawks. So far, it looks, looks pretty commanding. Heat looking tough. Uh, Jimmy probably surprised to hear me say that, but still fuck him. Um, I know. Your dev your has been hating on the Heat all season. <laughs> I, just, I don't know. No, I, just, I don't know just, why you don't like them balls. I mean, I guess I, I, I guess I know one reason you don't like them balls, but. I, I, don't, I don't know. No. I don't know because it's, 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 like, it's just like a, it's not a dislike. It's more like a, I ain't sweating the Heat, but. You know, Bro, I can't say that one thing really I'll as say a about Sixers him. fan because we'll lose to anybody. So Yo, that's not coming say about from him. me as and a also, Sixers and also, fan. That's, I gotta just, give... that's just a – that's me saying, eh, number one seed don't mean shit. That's what that means. Listen. It's not Here's what I'm saying. Watching, watching them play, watching them, and I also got to give credit to the Celtics, although it pains me to do this. The one thing that Heat and Celtics do is, yo, they play defense. They like, play defense. Like, I'm, <laughs> they defend. Woo! Both of those two teams, both of those two teams defend like you know, like it's going out of style. They give you like, you know, the Heat Knicks vibes from like back in the nineties. Like, I was about to say, like, and it's a physical brand of the, of defense. It's kind of, it's kind of, yeah, kind of so, throwback. Yeah, if if they if they got to play in the Eastern Conference Finals, it's gonna be like it's gonna be like some Pistons games. It's gonna be like sixty nine or fifty eight. Yeah, the thing the thing about like a Heat team, if you know the Sixers had to match up against them, which looks like they probably will. Like, those are going to be the type of games, like last night, 
because Toronto ain't no hoe either on the defensive side of the ball. They gonna make no, not at all, not at all. But if you go against that Heat team, the way you saw Joe around the end of the fourth quarter in overtime last night, bent over, hands on his shorts, looking exhausted, that's going to be an every mm-hmm. night thing against a team like the Heat. Because not only can they swarm you with a bunch of like good defenders, his man-on-man defender is going to be tough. Bam out of bios out here Yo, crying that he didn't make it as a finalist in the Defensive Player of the Year award. So, <laughs> Yo, they yeah, he's definitely going to try and prove a point. Man, like, and I, I and I know Pat Riley is like the the, the, the head the figurehead or what have you, but yo, at one point in time, I suppose suppose great, suppose great. I mean, because like if you look at their roster, like they're not supposed to be the number one seed in comparison to everybody else in the Eastern Conference, but they play defense like it's going out of style. And I don't acknowledge Pat you know, Riley. I mean, that's no why more. I'm giving suppose his props. Fuck Pat Riley. But listen though. Okay, right. <laughs> Yo. Yo. But you gotta, you gotta, you gotta give uh, Mr. Long his prop pause. Uh, Neil Long has an inside because I don't know boy's name. I was about to say, I just know, call him by I, his I regular know, name. That ain't gonna work. I don't know. I don't know boy's name. I know who his wife is though. Call that boy Mr. Long. He, he made you Doka. You know, you know. Call that man, Mr. Udoka. Yeah, I, I call him something else, but uh, I call him Nia's husband because I don't know, I don't know his name, but I know he married to Nia. So um, uh, Casey Max said, uh, "Isn't it easy to defend when the offensive team ain't displaying ball movements? Easy to defend hero ball, ain't it?" That's true. That's true. Because I'm, I think you, I think he's referring to the whole uh, Nets Celtics thing. Celtics are playing good, yeah. D, Paul, but at the same I'm time, I'm not even talking about just the series, Nets, though, Casey. I'm, I'm, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean the Celtics are like the number the one whole defensive season. team in the league during the season. That's yeah, that, that thing. I mean, they got they but, got the defensive player of the year in their squad. But KD and 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 Kyrie, they they're not making it any easier on themselves. But we knew that's what this team was, though. This team, especially when they had all three of them, we were going to take turns. All three of us were going to do our thing. We we're going to take turns and do it, and that was going to be enough points to beat most teams on most nights. But the crazy so that, part that is, is not what we told change. her. And they got decent the, teammates. The, the, so I don't understand why they don't. The crazy part sets. is last night Steve they Nash got the contributions they needed. They from got the, the contributions yeah, it was them. from Brown. <laughs> they got them. the contributions from Dragic. It was them too. They was ass cheeks. But that's one of those Katie things, though. Like we're going to guard the them half. a certain way and make the other dudes beat us. And the other dudes can't beat you. They They can play perfect. But if you take away, you know. The, the, their best yo, KD shot 0 for 10 in the second half, yo. Right, and Kyrie shot like 1 for 8, something like that. They were like 2 for 18 in the second half, and uh, Kyrie had 10 points in the whole game. He he played yo, well yo. game one. KD he had two stinkers, pretty much. Yo Kyrie, yo, Kyrie really be out here in life just doing whatever he wants, man. I don't know if y'all peeped last night during the game. But like seven thirty hit, the sun went down. My dude left left the game, went to the back to bust a grub because he you know still fasting for Ramadan and then came back. Yeah. <laughs> probably <laughs> probably and probably stopped on the way out. They probably had his rug ready for him for a prayer. Yo, he pulled part of his grub back to the bench with him. My dude had like a banana in his hand and was like sitting on the yo. bench. Like I'm like yo, you know, and yo. you know, I'm like yo, dude, you drawing, but. Jim, you can't like I'm sitting here telling people. I'm like y'all heard, y'all heard us talking. We've been talking about it the whole time. Does it seem like Kyrie? 
he's going to play worse the more he has to play. Kyrie welcomed being a part-time player. He don't want to play this much. If he was playing on the same schedule he was playing on for most of the season, you would never see a 10-point game. Never. He was getting like 40 yeah. every time he went out because he could play when he felt like it. Now he out here starving and playing too much at the same time. It's not a good mix. Not a good mix. Yo, what I will say is this. I'm glad that uh, Mr. Nia, uh, you know what you call him now, Mr. Nia like, yeah, figured good. out how to make them dudes work together because if you remember in the beginning of the season, they were talking about, yeah. like, they were beefing. They Yo, the Celtics offense was trash. Yeah, they were and competing they figured against each other. And, 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 yeah, exactly. But now they figured it out, and they're playing together. And when they lock down on defense, like, their defense on the wing is probably second to none. Like, with Jalen Brown, Yo. Marcus Smart, and, and Tatum, and they're yeah, giving man, Tatum was making some passes yesterday that was shocking me. I'm like, yo, if, if they get him to do this, tough out ain't even worth. Tough out. They can get this boy to yeah, share dog. the ball and just pick his spots. Yo, I hate the yo, I hate the fact that they're that good, yo. Because right. even Marcus Smart, they weren't the earlier this season. Like earlier this season, you'd be like, ah, the Celtics ain't a factor. And now, like, damn, Celtics the best team in the damn East. Dog. <laughs> I got to give boy credit. Like, I didn't see Marcus Smart being this good of a player. Like, dude, like. Just from an intelligence standpoint, and it's probably, you know, he's he going around here talking trash and looking crazy, but he's one of the smartest players in the league just watching him play, like from a positioning standpoint, from, um, you know, Marcus everything Smart. that he does. Uh, <laughs> he yeah, to, how about that? He had to, he had to do something. He's yeah, making bad they're decisions. Gonna be a, they're going to be a tough out. They're going to be a tough out, and they got the right players around them role player-wise. So, this, I'm telling right. you, man, this playoff is fire, yo. This is a fire. This is one of the better. This playoff right now is already better than last year, and last year was fire. So speaking of that, that that series is a uh, 2-0 Celtics. Uh, Bucks are tied 1-1 with the Bulls. The Bucks don't look too good right now, and Chris Middleton um, is going to be out with an MCL, uh, so he's indefinite. I don't think the Bucks. The Bucks were already having problems with the Bulls. The Bulls did some boneheaded things during the stretch of game one that pretty much lost them a chance to steal game one. They came out and they stole game two without Middleton. Yo, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the Bulls might yo, be able to what I'm gonna tell y'all this. Shout out to Tobias, who we'll talk to in a few minutes. Yo, I'm going to tell Tobias this, yo. DeMar is in his bag right now. Like, DeMar, you know, and, and I guess it's probably because he played yes, he for the first four minutes. But, yo, you know, they just boring as hell. Shot to uh, my brother survived. You had to throw a shot. But, yo, DeMar is in his bag. Like, he was willing them dudes yesterday to win. Like, and he's he the only dude in the league keeping the mid-range game alive. He, like, keeping it alive by himself. Because he'd be yeah. out there cooking. And, and, and they need everything he's given because as much as Zach does contribute, Zach be on some boneheaded stuff with his shot selection sometimes. So yeah, he'll like Zach would mess up a, a nice run with like a stupid shot, and then <laughs> and then Demar got to come bail him out. Demar and and the defense from from uh, Caruso. Um, Yo, I've never seen a dude because how tall is Demar Derozan? Six, six 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 seven six six yeah. seven somewhere around there. Yo, yeah, dude, yeah. like, will get to his spot no matter who's guarding him, whether they're smaller or bigger. Like, Pull he, up he right did a couple man. plays yesterday, but Giannis was in his space, and he just, like, and Giannis is one of the best he defensive like, players so. in the league, but he, like, boom, when he gets to his spot, he just, he pulls up so fast. Like, yo, oh, he got that, he, that, that pull up down pat. Yeah, and he, you know, he get good, 
good list on his jump shots too. So he like, I don't care who in front of me. I'm just this going. Yo, it don't face. even matter who's in front of him. Boy got a seven footer in front of him. He like bang bang bit. In the face. Yeah, he listed Y'all remember? If y'all remember when he came in the league, he was like literally just a track athlete. He couldn't dribble. He couldn't yeah, shoot. He couldn't, he couldn't shoot, shoot at all. Oh he couldn't shoot at yeah, all. Just, There's nobody in the NBA right now with a better jump shot than. Yeah, of course. I'm. I'm. Nah, I'm not. talking all around. Of course, you got yeah, not three shoot threes better, but just a better it, jump shot wherever he is on the court. Like yo, yo, you, you, remember, shit, you, you might not. You remember that? You remember that, Jimmy? Yo, when Demar Derozan came in, the only thing he could do was jump over cars and buildings. Yo, I remember first of all because he was with the Raptors and we were in that big ass sports bar at um, what's the name? And you were you were killing him like that because I think that's when he first started to do something more. And you was like, "Yo, this yeah. dude improving a little bit." I remember that because we sitting yeah, in that but giant. It's funny, ass though, it's funny to see that they had like Kyle Lowry and and Demar. It's like, yo, watching Lowry play in the playoffs too. I told y'all that over there. I was like, yo, he does stuff from the court that he looked like he ain't supposed to be able to do. Yo, he people, he gets his spots. He like the old head with the beer like belly that still be killing yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, like that, that, you, that you can't stop. You like, yo, why <laughs> like, they on the court scoring 40 and he like look like he in no shape. He like a Paul Pierce point guard type ball. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and the last, the 4-5 matchup, of course, 76 is up three games to none on the Toronto Raptors. Um it sounds crazy, three games to none. It hasn't been as easy as it sounds, especially that third game. Um, they had to give it all they, they had to, to get that third game. We had to get the spectacular shot from from Joel Embiid. Um, and a lot of people are actually giving Doc Rivers props for, one, calling a timeout, and, two, drawing up the play that, that won the game for him. But I'm thinking on the other, on the other way, like with 27 seconds left in regulation, the best play you can get is to let Maxi dribble for 10 seconds, give it to Joel, move out of the way, let him dribble for another 13 seconds, and shoot a step back three with the game time. Yeah, that that game a, didn't need to be in overtime. That was terrible. Yo, that like, might have what? been the worst play I've ever seen in the history of the NBA. Yeah. Who called that I think Doc, Doc be over there faking with the dry erase board, man, because that was terrible. Yo, let, um, let Sam Cassell coach, guys. The play for the win – Okay, it, it was good, but that was more of a we don't have a choice right here. We need a catch and shoot. So you didn't give him a lot of time to to mess anything up. But he's getting he's getting the genius treatment for you know that play. When truthfully, I mean you, I know Joel is that dude. Is that the greatest play you can call in that situation? And I ain't trying to knock Doc, man. But some of the stuff is like, all right. I guess he's he's your best player. He can make those kind of shots. Um, they ran it to perfection because the screen was there. Um, everybody else took their man away. Tobias set a good screen that was, you know, these days type of screen where it looked like you were an offensive lineman and you were blocking, um, and it all worked out. So, so I'll give Doc his props on that. But the stuff he was doing – even prior to that play, forget the last one on regulation. Remember, they were about to do the same type of thing, and he had Joel standing out there chilling, and Precious knocked the ball away. When Joel got it back, Doc had to call the timeout because we weren't going to get a shot off. So yeah, man, 
And then, and, you know, and then he was able to, to, to draw something up. So I don't, like, execution and play calling is going to have to be better down the stretch of these games, man. Because once you get past, even if you get past Toronto, the competition is going to get, you know, even better. And you can't be yeah, blowing and, and possessions like this. Because, I mean, the thing is, they're up 3-0, but they could have clearly, like, lost a couple games. Like, yo, first of all, Precious sold the farm, too. Yo, a boy named Precious, but anyway. Um, yeah, his parents Precious, sold the farm. Precious, uh, yeah, Precious definitely sold the farm. Yo, Harden tried to sell the farm. Like, and, and you know, the crazy part about this whole playoff is thinking about it, like, yo, anybody, yo, your man, your man Ben Simmons ain't played yet, yo. Yeah, well, he's 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 I, I, looking at a he's looking at a, a game four debut. So we'll keep an eye and see. see let, that, him, let him do that. That might be a closeout. That might be a closeout. I was game. about to say, y'all gonna wait till game four to bring in whatever reinforcements y'all got. <laughs> that might be too little, too late. Y'all gonna be trying to, like Jim said, you trying to get chemistry on a closeout situation. I don't know if y'all wanna wait till game four. If y'all really think. Yo, see, but we're game four, like I mean three, about, four days away. If he can play in three or four days, he can play the next game. Like this is what I'm, I'm saying. And this is what I'm talking about: the difference between being a hooper and being someone that's skilled enough to get to the NBA and get a check. Because if right. you're because some, some dudes are forcing their way, like I'm playing. Not what y'all talking about? Exactly. Listen, you we down two zero. Y'all down two zero. Y'all going back home, and you like, look, I'm coming the ball. Like you, you can no come in. You could come in, not do much, and you'll still get the props for, you know, when Ben Simmons came back, they started yeah, rolling. Dude. You got to Willis read it, man. Yeah. <laughs> he ain't even in that situation, though. Dude ain't limping. He just bitching. <laughs> yeah, he just want to be a model. He a, he a thotty. He a male thot. Diva bull. I know Tobias probably cursing us out. But before we do that, man, let's just run through these awards real quick. We ain't got to explain much. If you ain't got nothing to explain, um, we could just go with our picks. And I will start them off um, up to this very second. I still haven't picked my rookie of the year, but I'm going to start off anyway and try to pick one on the fly. Um, Coach of the year, Taylor Jenkins, uh, Memphis Grizzlies. Easy one for me. I mean, some other people, out, you know, some great coaches out there. Shout out to Spo. But Taylor Jenkins, come on, what he did this season with the Grizz and then missing Ja, what everybody thinks they're going to do when Ja's gone, and they still holding that ship together. Right now we got to get a coach props. Maybe later on we'll find out the coach ain't have shit to do with it, but I'm going to go with him. Most improved player, and remember, um, the only award they've given away, given out so far as defensive player of the year, but they've made three finalists for each one. Most of my picks are within the finalists, but this one's not. And it might sound biased to a lot of people, but I got Tyrese Maxey as the most improved player. If I was to go with the people in the the, the three in the finalists, I probably would have gone with DeJounte Murray over Ja and um, whoever the third person was. But I'm going to go with Tyrese Maxey. Third person, third person because, my pick, man. Stop hating. Go ahead, go ahead, because you know what? All of these dudes, even though they improved – the numbers improved mostly across the board. A lot of these dudes were starters already. So I think a part of your improvement is, you know, you didn't even start for this team last year. You started, your scoring average went up like nine points. You know, look look what you're doing as far as impacting the success of the team. So I'm going to go with Tyrese Maxey on that one. Um, shout out to DeJounte. 
Uh, Defensive player of the year, they've already named this. They gave it to Marcus Smart, who I think is very deserving. But I'm going to go with Mikael Bridges um, from the Phoenix Suns, um, probably because of his mom. Shout out. Um, Sixth man of the year, Tyler Hero. There's a lot of categories where I would not pick Tyler Hero. I think I dissed him the other day when somebody asked something about him, Jim, but I'm going to go with Tyler Hero on this off the bench. You know he the Even though he paid 32 minutes off the bench, he averaged a dub off the bench this season. Um, rookie of the year, <sighs> gun to my head because it is right now. I think I'm going to go Cade Cunningham. I wanted to go Scotty. Um, I'm going to go Cade Cunningham. He came in a little late because of the injury. Um, the other guys had better success because they were on better teams, but, you know, he had to be more of a leader in his role, and he got the number 17 a game, uh, almost six assists, six rebounds. Um, I'm going to go with Kay Cunningham, but I think Scotty Barnes or Evan Mobley could easily win this award, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't blink an eye at whoever won. And the MVP, I'm going to go with Joel Embiid. So who y'all got? So my Good. coach of the year, I'm going with Monty Williams because to come Monty, up in the you had after losing the losing the way you did in the finals to me because like yeah that's tough. I to think I gave it to Monty last came year. Back, he came back and um had a crazy season. Yeah, you so did. Monty Williams. Um, most improved player, yo. I'm going with um I'm going with Nama Ring, and that's Darius Garland because yo that kid. That's who the third the person ball. was. I'm disrespectful. Yes, sir. Darius Garland, nice. He nice. And this that's success, another award. Like, like a, whichever one of those dudes win it, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. Darius Garland, though, yo, I told y'all I call the boy Nama Rant because he like John. He like a he like he like the bootleg John Morant, man. Like you know. But anyway, hey, but think about man it. of the year, and he's only starting because the boy was injured all season. Colin Sexton. Yeah. They got two tough he's, young guards. Somebody got to go. <laughs> Yeah, man. Somebody. Somebody work. He likes to score. He's he's you know he's not prototypical two guard height, but if they wanted to keep both of them, you know, man, their front listen, line is big enough where you could actually, you know what I mean? <laughs> you could actually do that in the backcourt. So my sixth man of the year, I would go to Tyler Hero, but for political reasons, I'm gonna go with Cam Johnson. Um, <laughs> he looked like he had half a player of the year. <laughs> defensive player of the year. Um, Marcus Smart, um, you know, he already actually won, but I was going to give it to him anyway, uh, just based upon, again, watching that team play, the way they get after it defensively, and, and he's the anchor of that, like, you know, shout out to um, all the hyperbole, but he can guard all, he can guard all five positions. Um, Marcus Smart? Year, uh, yeah. Damn. That Listen, I know, I said, but I'm saying, I'm, I'm saying, no, my, mine wasn't even serious. I was about to say, it must be some punk ass power forwards and centers in this league. <laughs> well, they all hang around a three point line anyway. Everybody that's can, what, everybody can guard off five DBs. Nobody posts up. Dog, the only person I've seen post up is John Moran. John Moran is the only person I've ever seen post up this entire playoff. He was posting up a dude that was bigger than him. Anyway. Um, rookie of the year, I'm going with Kate Cunningham. Like, like, yeah. yo, the kid's numbers as a rookie is crazy. If he just adds a couple more assists, rebounds, he can, he's 
he's flirting with like averaging a triple double. Like he yeah, he's the he's the type of dude that's gonna be a a, a walking triple double every night. He's gonna be flirting yeah, with one insane. every single night. Insane. And he got and he got a high voice. Anyway, um, and he got most and he got a lot of heavy lifting to do because the business ain't shit. Yeah, he do. I mean, you know, they probably gonna ruin it by getting a number one pick again and and, and picking that gentleman from uh, Gonzaga. But that's either here nor there. Um, For political reasons, Jimmy don't valuable. want him to go first. This is true. <laughs> most valuable player in the league. Listen, man. You know, I gave him a nickname years ago. Young legend, man. This dude. I don't know what else to say about it. At this point, he's carrying Harden, yo. I think a lot of it. We talked about this, Jim, off air. I think a lot of it because I, I realized over the last couple years, and it's popping up more now because of this. People, especially people in the media who have votes, they hate the process. They still hate that we openly tanked and did that. Joel, I think because Joel embraces it so much, even the fact that he's calling himself the process, I think it has a lot to do with the fact that people are acting like they're blind this season. <laughs> I, I think that's part of it, yo, but I also think, right, there's this narrative. And, and again, I spend way too much time online, but that's, you know, that's where I get my entertainment at. There's this. I don't know. I don't know who's behind it, but it's almost like all right. So we we watching Winning Time now, and you see how the NBA marketed the whole Magic Bird thing, right? It's almost like they're trying to recreate that, right? Because we're living in the we're living in like these times now where everything is like um, divisive, and you know there's a lot of like you know well, people on the side, the black side, the white side. Huh? Why can't they be the magic bird? Or is it or Giannis first in line? Well no no, is, I think they it... are trying to make the magic bird, but what I'm saying is MAGA has to like fully embrace the other board. I mean for political reasons, right? So the Sixers become like this hated thing. But when Funny you thing, though, hate the Sixers, he ain't from part, no company no like, country that like none of these American white people. <laughs> I know, I know. But that but that's who they've embraced. Uh, is it to him? Him and a young boy in Dallas, they like. I told you, yes, they were calling the Mavericks the MAGA Mavericks last year. Um, and, and you know what? But, they have to though, just because of how they look. But like I said, them dudes ain't even from this country. But they don't have anybody from this country. Like they about to. I mean, look. We saw the Tyler Hero hype. <laughs> that flamed yep. out. He wasn't as good as Rex Chapman. I mean, he might get the six man. He's balling a little bit this year, but. But they knew he wasn't the somebody. Hungry, okay, the we can't, like he's not going to be one of the watch, best players watch. in the league, so we can't keep hyping Tyler. So we gotta ain't no ain't so no good homegrowns. Yeah, what I'm saying is I don't know I don't know who's behind it, but 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 there's politics in play there too, and it's almost like it's like that meme you see, like where they put a the bunch of folks in a box, like everybody who says, um, you know, I I, I hate Jamel, whatever it may be, whatever the, the political topic is at the moment. That's who. Ball represents. There's like a divisiveness going on. Like either your team Vorp or your team Joel. And a lot of it, to be completely honest, it goes along race lines. And it's, I mean, that's just what it is. Like I'm just being honest. Hey, um, I mean, we live in America. Ain't nothing new under the sun. But 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 that's but I'm saying that's but what it is. But with me so doing that, what we do, I'm I refuse to. You know, what I'm saying I'm not gonna wish ill will on that man because of dickheads out there. I, I, don't I think is, is I mean, I don't understand you know, how he does what that's, he does. That's what me and Beyonce here for, though. We, yeah, we talk about how the boy Larry Bird wasn't athletic and this and that. Like, yo, this boy less athletic than Larry Bird. I, I don't understand how he dominates games. Well, that's hard. That's hard to be in here. That's hard, man. Yeah. That's 
so difficult to me. But that's yeah. difficult. He right, deserves he deserve some love just based on that. But uh, yeah, y'all had that sidebar conversation. Let me jump into mine. Uh, I swear to you, I was not looking when you wrote these down. You were um, no, I said the Warriors. I've only watched the Warriors twice. I watched the Sixers every every blue. Uh, Taylor Jenkins is my uh, coach of the year. Maybe more than anybody but the Lakers. <laughs> Maybe a Davion on Lakers. Darius Garland is my most improved player because he's able to do what he can do without any arms, and that's amazing. Mad um, Max. Shout out to, shout out to Tyler Hero, and that's strictly based off statistics. If you average twenty off the bench, I'm more than likely going to throw you in the Jamal, uh, Lou Willville Award category. Um, because I mean that's player a six year, man. I don't want my six man coming off the bench averaging ten assists. My six man needs to pull the clip <laughs> and do what he needs. That's kind of fire. I want somebody to do that. That, that would be that would be hot. Um, uh, I chose the intelligent choice. I went with Marcus uh, for defensive player of the year. Rookie of the year was Cade, and my MVP is far and away Joel. All right. And there it is. Anyway. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, like I said, there, there, there's, there's politics at play, but I think it's also part marketing too. Um, but, you know, the thing about, like, the whole way they marketed Magic Bird, the great thing about it is they actually got a chance to play for when it mattered. I wonder if Joe and Vorp will ever get a chance to play for anything significant. I don't know. Year. Yeah, yeah, that's a good. Oh, can you uh, hear me now? Question. I'm having some tech. Yeah, yo, what you. happened, yo? I don't know. Andy Toe. Oh, it was the ancestors. They ain't like me saying I ain't like the white boy. I mean, yeah. they ain't like me yeah, saying that. I, I ain't mad at it. Yeah, so yeah, never mind. Devin, you're um, Devin, you're a lover. Yeah. Um. F Vorp. <laughs> Hell with that boy. I'm back now. All right, so let's uh let's go to the uh the phone lines real quick. I know we got the homie Tobias waiting, mad. <laughs> Tobias, what's going on? Roll down. Uh, if, the Bulls, if the Bulls would have lost, y'all would have picked my line of an hour ago. Uh, <laughs> we right for the Bulls. Hey, I'll say this. The reason the Warriors went on that low early in the season is because they starting point guard Draymond Green got hurt, and that really messed things up for them. Uh, you know, kind of Steph Curry got played point guard is a different thing. He's one of the best two guards of all time. Fight your mamas on that one. But, uh, you know, and also I'll say this, Kyle Murray, if they don't trade you, you can hold out all you want. This ain't the NBA. They can find you every day and lose your salary. And the coach and the GM got their contract decisions. They ain't getting fired. Cut it white. But, uh, yeah, but, like, somebody's out a real low right now. No, we can hear you. We can hear you. We can hear you. We listen to you. Yeah, damn about that Obama phone, man. I'm telling you, man. Uh, <laughs> yo, yo. 
Hey, but he said? like with, with like with Chris Middleton's injury, I'm gonna quote the Crate the King pen for Spider Man the animated series when his son was going to trial and after was any accomplishments accomplices and the King pen sat behind him looked at him. Sacrifices must be made. Uh you know, but when Heat Middleton and Booker getting hurt, it highlights an underrated skill in the NBA not many guys could do. Get their own shot. You'd be, when you look at it, you'd be surprised at how few guys can really get their own shot in the league. And that may, that might hurt Milwaukee because Giannis could go Earl Campbell, but on people. But who's that other guy who could get their shot? Because Middleton was a closer. And, uh, uh, Giannis, and Giannis, was running, Giannis was running high formation last night. Y'all know, man. <laughs> I'm like, yo, he was running goal line packages <laughs> with the jumbo pack. I'm like, yo, Giannis off the hook, man. You, you got you to gotta buy those defenders a beer or something after the game, a bottle, a fifth or something for taking those elbows to the chest. Uh, but it just shows it's like hey, the Bulls are boneheaded. That's why they miss a point guard while the ball. They're not, they're not even running a point guard right now. And Levine. He will take a dumb logo three like the end of game one for no reason whatsoever. Just get the two. But I like the fact that Mar DeRosa is playing his game. The crazy part is, is that they don't defend the, the mid-range that guys don't take it. But there was someone who said a made two still works more than a missed three. And if that's your game, that's your game. And uh, it's like Giannis, the MBs of the world, we want them to shoot threes. Like your boy Cat telling you the best big man shoot that, which he ain't. We want you to shoot three, Cat. Stay out there so our big man won't get in foul trouble. Stay out there. That's something I think glad we didn't get swept. That's all I care about. You know, if they win this series, they win this series. If they don't, they don't. I'm just happy they got in because damn another lottery pick. You just got to get in. And like someone like Zach Levine, he needs to be in the playoffs. Because you don't know what's wrong with your game until you start playing against high-level competition where they really game plan for you and attack what you don't do well. And that's why he's a number one talent, but he's not a number one player. Ain't no shame in that. And you see why he's not a number one mentality player. And I think sometimes you don't know that until you get to high-level situations. So your expectations and, you know, your wants for the team doesn't, Elevate a little bit with Chris Middleton missing time. I know it's not the I same as, as Giannis. I know it's not the same as like if Giannis was gone, but like hey. hope has to go up a little bit. It was kind of like when we played y'all in the first round and Derrick Rose oh, yeah. got hurt. Like we knew, like all right, we in for it. We about to get smacked. And then Derrick Rose got hurt. So you know, you're like, oh, maybe we can advance. And Sixers actually yeah. found oh. themselves. And a game seven against Boston in, in the second round that that season. Well, uh, well game well, when number one score options blew all dang at a watch column <laughs> loser, he got in trouble. But uh, <laughs> Yo, Minnesota up twelve nothing right now on Memphis. You know what? I'll say this. Y'all talk about these young players. We gotta get Ant B also like this. We gotta get Ant Man on Christmas Day next season. He gotta get a Christmas Day. No game. We gotta get <laughs> And he, and he got and he got to be mic'd up. And he got to get and he got to be mic'd up and get a lot of uh, yeah. interviews. And, and, and I love the fact 
because he's very when you see these young guys, it's like y'all talk about Zion, right? He has a great, a nice squad right now of a good coach. And here's the thing he's missing. You go to New York, there's pressure. You stay in New Orleans, ain't no pressure. They're not going to kill you for not winning a chip. New York, they're for the championships. And if you go to New York, they're going to have to get a new coach. I don't know why. I don't know why they can't be Yeah, why is that? See, I don't know if they expect championships. Because you, expect you remember what happened to Dwight Howard? He could, yeah. Dwight Howard could have stayed in Orlando. Built him a statue, may never want a title, but he's theirs. He went to L.A., things changed. And I think everybody's not built for that because he's on a good squad right now. Uh, and one thing about Brandon Ingram, it was best for him to get traded for the Lakers because he needed his own team. He needed – I'm not like them. Said, all them young boys, it was best for them. You know, they need to get away. end up in the long run being best for the Lakers, but the Lakers run a chip, so – you know, it was yeah. best for them in the yeah. short term. But either way, even if you found a way to keep a lot of them dudes with LeBron, they just weren't going to develop the same way, you know, with, Le- with LeBron on their team. With, yeah. like, what did you say last week, Jimmy? Who was we talking about? You was like somebody get the, you know, uh, like Jordan Clarkson. Yeah, he get to load the clip every game. He wasn't going to get to do yeah. that. Yep. He was six man coming off the Lakers bench. So... And, yeah, and that just shows – that's why I always say he's young. Uh-oh. I've been saying it for years. T-Rex hit two threes, <laughs> trying to bring him back. Yeah, that's but, you know, I, I'll say it's like with, with these young guys, I've been saying it for years. They need to go like Kane Cunningham and these guys. Just go to bad teams, learn how to play because you're coming at 19 anyway. You don't need to be like James Wiseman on a Warriors team who's trying to win. And you had your injuries, you know, you're stuck. I and just think that, that may be – because as, as high of a pick as he was, you look at him differently. You don't put him in the same category as some of the better younger players in the league, and that's why. Like, he went to a team where you weren't going to be able to turn into that guy. So, yeah, it, it, yeah, and, uh, it matters. And, 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 like one, and y'all talk the, the playoff overall thing, good, because I like the fact that you got all these nice new young teams in there, these nice young players who are getting mm-hmm. national exposure because the national media can't talk about the Lakers like two hours <laughs> of a two-and-a-half-hour show. Uh, but think about yeah. it, though. You ain't got – all, all the usual suspects, I mean, because a lot of them are on the Lakers, the, the, the Russell Westbrooks, the Mellows, even Dame Lillard, LeBron, AD, like all those dudes ain't there. Like it's a whole new crop of talent in this playoff. Yeah. It is like one thing about like even that's like the Bulls. Leave like the Knicks last year. You got a joke with the fan base and like the Bulls have a great fan base and that helps ratings too. You got these markets with good fan bases. And uh and I think it's like Brooklyn y'all I said about Brooklyn real quick. Uh the ifs are going home. I call them the ifs because every time we talk about it, if they get this guy, if they play their games, if they form up the foreign folk trunk. At the end, like, Baltus played together. They got young athletes, and they got a guy that can get you 40, and another guy that can get you 30. And David Dorn is about their best defender, Robert Williams, down low. That's, yo, and, that's uh, scary. Yeah. No. And, and the Heat, right, I think they, you know, yeah, I think with Philly, you're like my last thing with Philly, right, I always say Joel Embiid has to, has to overcome a dumb coach, a terrible coach who – who pretty much the politicians why he keeps getting jobs. But um, yeah, he's top, he top, he top fifteen. 
Yeah, hey, I don't care what nobody say. I bet Steph Curry glad he got traded away because he can hit the road trips now. But, uh, <laughs> you know, but, you know, but I just think that sometimes you can't use the one argument. I, I just hate how they turn the narrative where Joker play, oh, he missed, a, he missed a Kobe, I mean Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr., but they don't make the same argument for MB not having Ben Simmons, who's been an all-NBA player for the season. And okay, with a the thing Harden. is, they were. But when, as soon as Harden came, they act like it never happened. I'm yeah. Like, Yo, he played and, more than three quarters of the season with, with, yeah. with nobody, with Tobias, who wasn't yeah. playing as well as he should have. And the East been better than the West this year. And they kept a minute. That, that whole top four of the East been real close. And that's why I've been thinking, y'all, it's like, can we fit, like, they fit narratives of what they want to fit. And I just think the problem, Yoke, I think he's a great player. I don't oh, think he, I think he's a type where it's like he needs that guy. Like, like, if he needs that guard like most centers have. I just think that we just got to stop looking at pure stats all the time. Because if you look at analytics, you can make up anything. Well, I'm not knocking the guy, but, you know, it's going to look bad. Because they can say the regular season award all they want, but they still judge the MVP by the postseason. Even if you lose to a regular, the, the better team, you're still supposed to give that team hell. And it looks bad when the hey, MVP gets going to get ranked. On one hand, you said they can't look at pure stats, but you just got <laughs> finished saying that they're talking about who he didn't have on his team. So they're not looking at pure stats. They use them both. And that's why both of them have. That's why both of them have the same case. I just think Embiid had a better season. I think Embiid. He's, he's black, so he's out. I think Embiid. They just keep it above. I think it should have been MVP. You know, they're, they're actually making up new. They're making up new advanced analytics to praise a uh, boy. And it's funny how all of a sudden the MVP is like the best player without the least amount of help. Like. I mean, you know, but I think that honestly, I honestly believe. I honestly like that, that better than best player on best team. I think that was such a cop out. At least you're no, saying, think, boy, well, got to do I mean, some I, heavy I think, lifting. I think, but I think it's a, it has to be a combination of all these things. But I think that in, I think what's going to happen is he's going to win the MVP. But I also think that in the future they're going to look back and be like, huh? Because. Oh. Some of the people that he's winning his MVP over are going to put up, like, you know, um, resumes that are just going to be like, yo, how don't – it's almost like when people look at Kobe now, like, how doesn't he have more MVPs? You know, and then that's yeah, you, you a lot of the seasons where they asked that, like, he he was head and shoulders better than everybody. Like, Nash had no business. I mean, we had this conversation. But I'm saying is, I, don't think I, I think that this I don't think would be a, a Nash Here's what I'll say. And I understand your perspective. You, 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 you're a lover. Listen, here's what I'll say. Um, I'll say that he's going to be looked at the same way in the future. And Nash and this gentleman, you know, have blocked a lot of brothers from getting MVPs because, you know, for political reasons, they – never mind. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Wait till Luca starts. Oh, wait till I, Luca I, I, wins. Luca Jordan forever, no man. Because y'all saying Listen, that Luke, now. Luke, y'all were right along with Luke everybody else praising this dude before, but now he's gonna be looked at like Nash. Y'all no, bro. what happened yeah. is he's he gonna be looked I at did, as Dirk until he wins a title. Because you remember what happened to Dirk, Listen. and they and they were killing Dirk. So I say Jokic, not his fault, is gonna end up like Dirk was after he lost that. First round when they lost to the Warriors that year, and they None of it is the, the media, you know, being biased and 
and they vote every year. I mean, like, some people be thinking like, I think it's his turn. It ain't Nash's fault. It ain't Nash's fault. when Dirk won, I think they was like, all right, it's Dirk's turn. He had a good enough season for us to at least justify it. And his team is the number one seed. And then they went out and lost in the first it, round. It, it, ain't, it ain't Nash fault that he won either. He had folks that went out there and voted for him. Yeah. But, it, I mean, it, it's, 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 it's never their fault. I'm saying, and listen, Big Borp can ball. Big Borp can ball. But I just, you know, I know that it's going to be looked at. That's the way I see it. I see it being in the future. Now, granted, we're, you know, projecting out what would happen. But, um, you know. Dude, how is, it's, how it's is a lot of 26 and 14 going to be looked 26, 14, and 8 ever going to be looked at crazy? That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like, how is that ever going to be looked at crazy? I mean, when you're well, 15, average 15 you, got guy, and 11, you got a guy with a higher and won the 15, 11, huh? and 2 and won the MVP twice. I'm not comparing, but listen, I'm not comparing him, but he all came from the top team in the league, right? And that was at a time when they were voting for the best player on the best team. But I'm talking about his 28 and 14 is cool then. until you see the season that goes. <laughs> then why, why Myers Stoudemire didn't get the MVP then? But, Boy, you know, like but I think, I think what I mean, happens is, <laughs> yeah, because, because like, my, I, I'll run right here, but you got to talk about political reasons. There are people that still act like the Hawks got holes in the Luka Doncic trade, <laughs> you know, although Trey Young is the most clutch, light-skinned dude in the league. But, hey, you guys have a good one, man. All right. I'll let you. You do the same, good brother. Hey, Luka and Big Vork about to play against. ping-pong with the MVP. So, real quick, while we on the grind, Digital Extreme Technologies, 267-205-4203. But I want to get this one story in real fast. Um, and it's about Shocking. Uh, Jay Wright. Yeah, Jay Wright is retiring as Villanova's coach. Now we're just waiting for the actual scandal to come out. Um, that's not <laughs> right. Like, all of a sudden, like, you just, you just, like, you were in the Final Four a couple of weeks ago. Coach K just retired. Like, this gives you an opportunity to, you know, put your name in the hat to be that bull in college basketball, which he was already doing on his own out. anyway. So this is very the shocking. After 21 it. seasons, he called it quit. Quits. You waiting for the, <laughs> waiting for the, the violations to, to come up? Or? Yo, man. Or somebody think, touching think, somebody under his you know, watch, or he touching somebody. Yeah, he's doing something, something going on, man. Listen, man, yeah. push a T album drop tomorrow. He about to announce that Jay Wright has been his connect all these years. Right. Um, Jay, I mean, I, w- I would kind of believe it. Jay Wright looked like one of them boys, one of them Pat Riley boys. <laughs> Jay, um, Jay Wright get that butt in the, in the country. So Fordham's you know, coach, Kyle Neptune, who spent 10 years under Wright as a video coordinator and an assistant coach is going to take over as Villanova coach. That's another thing. They already had his replacement lined up when the announcement was made. So it's like, what is going on? Like, I, I, yeah. I, I hope it's something like, you know, he pushes T's connect. I hope they don't say Jay Wright got cancer or something stupid like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Shout out to him. Whatever's happening. We're we waiting for that shoe to drop. We're waiting to see what the real story is. Jay Wright bringing uh, he he had a chance to move Yo, in man. to be that guy in college basketball. Yo, man, we are definitely running out of time, though. So uh, any callers that, are, you know, on, we apologize. We got to keep it moving, though. Dev, what happened to Dayton Sports History? Any callers? Fuck out of here. Um, <laughs> this Dayton Sports hey, History yeah. brought to you by Sports the Book. Y'all know what it is. Go to warroomsports.com or sportsthebook.com and get your copy of the greatest sports book ever written, written by Warroom Sports' own Jimmy the Blueprint. Check it out. All right, April 21st, 1995. Speaking of <laughs> political stuff, Boston Celtics play their final regular season game 
at Boston Garden. They lost to the New York Knicks 98-92. We've heard stories about the Garden throughout these years, especially from rival teams and how they treat you in the, the visitor's locker room. Temperature be like 100 degrees. We just saw it on this past week of winning time with the Lakers. They're talking about how rats and stuff be running across the hallway while you're going to the – Yo, that's a place that I know people in the NFL don't miss. Kind of, I mean, the NBA don't miss. Kind of like people in the NFL didn't miss Veterans Stadium when that closed up. So shout out. Yeah. Great moment in NBA history, closing that dump down. Yeah, man. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, thank you, everybody, man, just for tuning in. Anybody supports anything we got going on, we definitely appreciate you. Um, enjoy the playoffs. I'm going to jump into these playoffs games now. Be <laughs> like, bouncing us a minute ago. Um, <laughs> shout out to everybody uh, who's enjoying these playoff games like I am. About to jump in right now and watch some playoff basketball. With that being said, everything we do can be found at warroomsports.com, all of our social media, all of our content, anything, warroomsports.com. Also, pick up my book, Sports to Book, at the hub of warroomsports.com. As we always say, Listen, don't accept mediocrity and be steadfast in a war against ignorance. We'll see you chumps on top. www.warroomsports.com What? Ain't no more to it. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.